Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast where this is the last Saturday special episode of the summer because I go back to work in just a few short days. So welcome, my name is Susan. I'm the host of the Shared Teaching Podcast, and this is episode number 92, and today I thought we would talk about what my back-to-school must-haves are. So the first thing I would say that I have to have in my classroom every single year, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is my daily schedule cards, and it's also called a visual agenda. It's most often used in special education, but I think any classroom, regardless of who you are teaching, students really like having this schedule. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what's happening in their day, and especially they want to know when recess or specials are. So having schedule cards posted in the front of your classroom makes it very easy for students to know this. It kind of lessens their anxiety about when things are coming up. And also it helps prevent all those questions that are randomly in the middle of like your math or your reading lesson where they're like, when is lunch? So you don't have to worry about that because you can just point to the schedule cards. You don't even have to say a word. That's why I love them. So mine in particular are, let's see, I made them so long ago. I believe there's three on a page. So they're pretty nice and large. I made sure that the font is big and students at the back of the room can see it just as well as the students at the front of the room. And then I have analog and digital clocks so you can pick and choose between those two. I personally like the digital clock. The analog I used when I used um, taught fourth grade, but teaching second grade, I just put the digital clock up there and then I put those numbers around the analog clock in my classroom so they can kind of look up there and be like, okay, this is the time it says. Let me look at the analog clock and try to match it up. And that's really helped some of them with their clock skills because they have to kind of go back and forth to reference. And I don't help them a whole lot with that. So my next back to school must have is a classroom management plan. (laughs) Okay. Sounds super intuitive, right? You should always have a classroom management plan, but this is just key. Before the students walk in the door, you really need to know what are you going to do in multiple different kinds of scenarios. So how are they walking down the hallways? How do you want them asking to use the restroom, whole class restroom break? Can they go individually? Do they have to go in pairs? Maybe your school has a policy on it. My school had a policy where we had to send a student with another student, but it had to be of the same gender. So two, I couldn't do a boy and a girl. I had to have two girls or two boys. They thought there'd be less trouble that way, but you know, there's trouble no matter what. So (laughs) 
Um, and maybe you need a sign-out sheet or something for the restroom. So thinking through those things are all part of your classroom management plan. You want to make sure that you've just cover your bases. You know exactly what's going to go on. And if somebody disrupts a lesson or maybe they try to use a pencil sharpener in the middle of the day, you have already set those rules in place. So you already know how to kind of avoid some of those things that really bother you. So the first thing when coming up with a classroom management plan is I would say is to sit down and just make a list of the things that kind of irk you. And if you haven't started teaching yet, that's okay. Just think about your student teaching and were there things that happened in the classroom that bothered you? My personal pet peeve is when a student just helps himself up out of their seat, walks across the room, and then they try to use the very noisy pencil sharpener. So I don't like allowing pencil sharpening in the middle of any kind of lesson. It's at the end of the day or the beginning of the day before I even start anything. So beginning of the other day, we have breakfast so they can sharpen pencils then. End of the day, we're cleaning and packing up and it's noisy anyway. So I usually have a team captain that collects the pencils and sharpens the pencils for his team. So you can try something like that, but having those routines thought out is all part of your classroom management plan, and it's a definite back-to-school must-have. Okay, the next thing I like to have is classroom team jobs. So I do have a product for this, as well as a schedule card, so you can look at the show notes. I will have links to them there if you're interested at all. And my shop is just Shared Teaching on TPT, or Teachers Pay Teachers. And classroom team jobs, to me, really make it so much easier to navigate what you're doing in the classroom in terms of managing the students with jobs. Because I feel like having a job for every student just gets to be way too much. It's just kind of hurts my head thinking about 24, 30 different kids all having a different job. And then maybe, you know, some jobs are just like, I don't want to say throwaway jobs, but they're maybe not as important as other jobs. So having teams, I feel like really helps because then they're all working together. They're building that camaraderie, hopefully, and they are learning how to work better because a lot of times in the younger grades, they, they might argue and fight a little bit over things like who gets to... I don't know. I can't even think right now. I was going to say pick up the trash, but yeah. So who, who gets to pick up the trash off the floor? Maybe that's even a fight in your classroom because you know, that's, oh, the teacher asked me. No, she asked me and I want to do it. Having teams kind of cuts down on that because each person on the team has a specific job within their team. So for example, I have what I call a moving team. And so it's whenever the class is on the move, right? So moving team. So if we're going to the restroom, I have someone that's like the front of the line, the back of the line. Someone's going to catch the lights for me. That kind of stuff is all thought out. Well, okay. I think the lights is under another category. But anyway, having something specific for each person in the team really goes a long way. And then for me, with my teams, I get through half the class in a one-week rotation. So you can make them last two weeks. And then in a month, you've gone through the whole class for jobs. So if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to episode number 26, which is called Organizing with Classroom Jobs. And I talk a lot more in depth about how I do my classroom teams. 
Okay, next up is a parent communication plan. So this is similar to your classroom management plan, except you want to have some kind of plan for how you're going to communicate with parents. Admin loves when we communicate with parents positively so that they don't come to admin later with their questions or their thoughts and their complaints that maybe, oh, I didn't know about that. And why is she doing this? And what's her bathroom policy? Believe me, after all these years of teaching, I've had admin go to I've had parents go to admin about almost all of those. So a parent communication plan, you want to know, maybe have a meet the teacher letter or a brochure or a flip book. I personally use a flip book that I love and I got on TPT. And again, I will link that in the show notes. I can't think of the author off the top of my head, Maribel something, but I can't remember the name of her store. So I will look that up and get that in the show notes. But having something that spells out your classroom management plan, which is why I put it earlier, because you want to have that figured out before you can start informing parents. These are the rules of my class. These are the consequences. So parents just know up front. They don't like to be surprised. They just want to know what's going on in your classroom, how you're running the classroom, what kind of teacher you are. So I put in... I follow that flipbook and I put in the schedule. I put in when they have their specials, if I know it. And I put in my rules and then, of course, the consequences. And then I put in things about homework. How much time am I allotting to homework? Because those are always the big things that parents want to know about. So I put that in there. And then make a plan to have maybe a weekly positive note or email sent home to one student or maybe two students, depending on how many students you have in your class, but make a plan to always do a positive note that gets sent home so that parents are hearing that good thing about their student. And it can be something little like, oh, so-and-so chose this great book today out of the classroom library, and I just wanted to let you know that he really enjoyed reading during center time. That's it. And then you just send that home or put it in a class dojo message, or maybe you have just a little sheet of paper that says note from the teacher or something like that. The student will love handing that into the parent and the parent will know that you're looking at their child like they would, right? Because we spend so much time with these kids that sometimes it's easy to forget their parents only see them for a short amount of time. Maybe it's dinner and bedtime, maybe not even that depending on their work schedule. So as a parent myself, I appreciated when I got nice notes from my daughter's teachers. If you're listening, next year's teacher. (laughs) Um, Anyway, make sure you know how you're going to communicate with parents as well. I prefer Class Dojo. It's also what my whole school uses. So I have that nice push of Everybody in the building uses Class Dojo, including admin, so parents are very familiar with that. I've tried Blooms in the past, and that works fine too. I do recommend looking for something that will automatically translate into different languages, so it makes it very easy for parents to understand what message you are sending to them. They can easily click a little button in Class Dojo, and it translates it for them, and you even get a little message when you've seen them sent it that it's been translated. So you kind of know in the back of your head, oh, okay, they don't always read this in English. Maybe Spanish is their main language and I can look for more Spanish resources when I send things home. So again, this is a short Saturday episode. So we are just doing a quick 
little rundown of some of my back-to-school must-haves, daily schedule cards, a classroom management plan, some kind of classroom team job system, and a parent communication plan. And of course, there's many other things out there that are must-haves for school, like favorite read-alouds, clothes, my favorite school supplies. But I didn't want to get into all of that today for this short episode, but if you're interested in hearing more about that, you can always shoot me a message. Find me on Instagram at at sharedteaching, or you can email me, susan at sharedteaching.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very last very last Saturday bonus episode, and I hope you've enjoyed them for the month of June and July. If not, go ahead and go back and binge watch them while you still have time before you start back to school. And I hope it's a wonderful new school year for all of us. And next time I talk to you, I will have already started. So I'll let you know how that goes on Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Podcast.